Hi, everyone, and welcome to What Would My Shrink Say, a podcast where you get inside the heads of a couple psychologists and see life through their eyes. You'll never be the same. Todd. Yes. Fred from Fargo calls in asking, what's the difference between therapy and self-help? Fargo, North Dakota. Is there another Fargo? I, I would assume. Seems like Texas maybe has a Fargo. I feel like Texas has a lot of cities that seem to belong in other places, like like Bethlehem, Texas. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So there might be there might be a Fargo in Texas. Right. So we're not sure. This is probably North Dakota. Probably. <laughs> Self help and therapy. This um this call was a little tricky. I thought as I tried to kind of do my own definition of what those two things were, it occurred to me at several points that they were awfully similar. Mm-hmm. I mean, there might be some differences, but I, even those differences I'm not so sure about sometimes. So one obvious, what I thought was obvious, was that therapy, I would almost say, is a more guided um, process of addressing certain problems, maybe. But you can proceed on like a, a self-help kind of path with guidance at times. Yeah. So when, when I think when you say therapy, everyone basically knows that when you go to therapy, you, you know, you go into an office, you talk to a therapist, talk about difficult stuff and you're like, people have like somewhat of an idea of what mm-hmm. that looks mm-hmm. like, the rough sketches. But right. um, let's maybe it'd be helpful to define what are we talking about when we mean self-help? Like to me, my first reaction is, well, you're... Um, you know, maybe you're having a lot of conflict with your spouse. So you go to Barnes and Noble and you look in the self-help section and you look for a book on effective communication with your spouse. That That's kind of my prototypical idea of self-help, like a self-help book. That, um, was, that was my original definition of self-help. But it occurred to me that therapy could be part of someone's self-help process, right? So, mm, so maybe self-help of, is the bigger... Yeah, concept. like a, a real macro kind of concept, and, and there's all sorts of other facets of it. But, um, you know, someone recognizing that they're experiencing a problem um, and then choosing therapy maybe as an avenue to address that problem, isn't that a self-help kind of decision? Yeah, and that, you know, something I like to point out a lot with my clients in therapy is that um, – you know, going to therapy is, it's a lot more like going to the gym with a personal trainer than it is going to see a medical doctor. Like we don't, we don't have pills that just make you, you know, feel better or make you communicate better with your spouse. You, there's a lot of, you have to do the work and we can kind of guide you and coach you through that to some extent, but it's fundamentally, it's, it's something the client does, not something we do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I think in that sense, it definitely fits the definition of self self-help there, there's a you know a, a coach or you know an expert kind of guide but you're the one the client's the one ultimately who has to do the work yeah i think in therapy there's an objective other who's looking for patterns and insight into your behavior that that maybe you won't see by yourself maybe um and and, and they're guided in their approach um by you know whatever theoretical orientation they have. Um, What's a theoretical orientation? Uh, well, they've, the person you go to for therapy has been trained 
Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> and they're training. Um, Check on that before you start working with them. Yeah. Note, <laughs> note to everyone. Um, yeah. And so there, there are lots of different um, types of therapy. And so you're going to someone who's studied probably a specific or one or two specific types of therapy. And um, they're going to help you according to that that learning that they've got, that teaching, that, that type of therapy. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I interrupted you. Where, where were you going before that? <laughs> I, I have no idea. Um, okay. So obviously there, maybe we can think about one way to answer the question is, well, therapy is just a specific subset of self-help. Mm-hmm. It's a form of, it's a specific type of self-help and, you know, reading a book is a type of self-help too. Um, and you were saying, you know, therapy is a little different because you have someone else, an objective person who's there right. giving you kind of actual feedback, which you, you wouldn't necessarily get from a book, for instance. An author might have a lot of useful ideas, but a book can't respond to you when you say, yeah, but I've got this particular thing that you don't address in the book. Right, right. So a, a therapist can kind of adapt to your specific situation and particularities. Yeah. It could be more customized or, or yeah, individualized, I guess, to the specific presentation of the person. And and then here's where I run into the problem because you could also kind of do that on your own. You can, you can, you can find those individualized experiences that you need to grow and to learn kind of on your own as well. Sometimes it's not, um, it's not uncommon, I think, for people to be looking for, searching for experiences maybe that will help them deal with fear, let's say, or anxiety or, um, and it doesn't have to necessarily be therapy, I guess. Yeah. So if you're back to the example of, if you're looking for better ways to communicate with your spouse, you might, you might go pull off a book at Barnes and Noble and you read it and it's got some useful stuff, but it doesn't really apply to your specific situation. You might then go look at, uh, YouTube videos Right. Or do some, you know, find some blogs where people write about their experiences. And or even if you went to other couples that you thought were really successful and asked how, I mean, that, that, that to me is also a form of self-help, I guess. So, um, I, I guess it would really largely depend on how you define self-help. If you're, if you really just limit that to the self-help section of Barnes and Noble, then, then we can probably put in a lot more differences between therapy and self-help. But, um, I guess it would depend on how you define self-help. Yeah. So I think that if we kind of wrapped all this up in a first kind of point, it's that um, therapy is, it can often be a much more individualized approach to, to self-help where you get someone who's objective, who can kind of respond to your specific situation. Yeah. Yeah. A more, um, I guess, guided form of self-help. And then maybe you, you could do that on your own if you were really willing to kind of seek all this other stuff out. But therapy kind of packages all that together in in one kind of container. Yeah, it makes it a little bit easier because hopefully you're sitting across from someone who's studied the process of change and behavior and yeah. Yeah. Um, so an, another Part, another distinction I have in my mind uh, between, and of course this isn't absolutely true, but I think in general, therapy has an advantage over self-help in that it, um, I think a, a good therapist is, is not only trained to, ha- they, theoretically they have some good ideas and insights 
and can communicate those to you um, in a way that matches your specific problem and the situations um, around your challenge. But I think a really good therapist takes it a step further in that not only do they give you a good idea and kind of help you get started on the process, but they also help you identify potential obstacles and work through those when those hit. Mm. So you might, you might read a book, a really good book on effective communication with your spouse and you try some technique, but then your spouse kind of throws you a curveball, and you go, Oh, you know, like, well, how do I, there was there was no prescription for that in the book. And then, you know, then a lot of that, the book becomes kind of useless. Mm. Um, so I think a good therapist can not only get you started, but they can work with you on the journey and in particular kind of, uh, identifying and working through obstacles that come up. And I think that's something that's a lot harder to get in traditional kind of self-help avenues. So the process of therapy then becomes, um, individualized kind of throughout the entire process. It's not just kind of at the beginning, um, when specific challenges come up, the therapist is then presumably able to customize it those issues specifically towards yeah. what's happening. So yeah. if I, if I want to train for a marathon, say I could, I could go buy a book on training for a marathon and they'll give me a schedule and they'll say, do this, this, and this, and think about these things and maybe even watch out for these things. Um, but if I'm, you know, in week 10 of my marathon training and I pull my calf muscle, right? There's probably most marathon training books aren't going to have a section on, you know, what to do when you pull your calf muscle given you know, well, my marathon's in another, I don't know, 20 weeks and it's kind of moderately pulled. Should I stop running altogether for a while? Should I decrease my mileage? You know, the, those are the sort of obstacles that a good trainer could help you work through that most, a book isn't going to be able to anticipate that specific obstacle. Right. And so if you think about therapy in the same way, I, I think there's a pretty direct analogy there. I think that's a good analogy. Another way to, to look at that is that, um, a book can definitely tell you, you know, what your stride is supposed to look like as you're running. Um, and you may think that your stride <laughs> looks like that when you're running, <laughs> but having someone, um, on the outside objectively look at your stride and say, actually, you're not quite there yet. You're, you're not, your footfall is a little shallow here. Or it's on the heel here, whatever that is. Um, it's, it's different. Yeah. Yeah. So I can see what you're saying there. Okay. Yeah, so obstacles. I think therapy is uniquely positioned to help you um, handle obstacles in whatever your your kind of challenge or, or goal is. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, one thing that I, I think is um, an essential component to each or to, to both uh, self-help and to therapy, though, is that um, the... the the self part, right? I mean, um, just because you go to a therapist and you attend sessions and, uh, listen, doesn't mean that you're going to necessarily, uh, succeed there. Right. And therapy is a funny process because many a time, you know, after a few sessions, there's kind of a light bulb moment that goes off for someone. Um, and that light bulb moment happens, I think, in self-help and is also necessary for therapy, I think, yeah. to be to be useful. Um, and it is the process of someone kind of recognizing, I think, a pattern or a problem um, 
that, that can either be recognized through self-help or therapy. I, definitely. And I guess a good therapist is also good at helping, um, or, or navigating the self-help process for their client. If that makes any sense. Yeah. So both you can get insights and good ideas pretty readily from both therapy and self-help. Yeah. There, I mean, there are tons of good books out there about how to communicate effectively, how to manage your anger, how to overcome your fears. I mean, I mean, truly there are lots of really good books out there. Or even how to deal with depression or anxiety or yeah. But uh, what a therapist potentially has over and above a good self-help book or some other self-help resource is the, not just the idea, but the implementation. Mm. Oh, how to put those things into practice. Yeah. How to put it into practice. Mm. And, and a lot, you know, a lot of self-help books, they, I find that they are, they make an attempt at that, but they're the real strong suit of most books and programs and idea. It's, it's the idea they, they have a really good, think about diet books, you know, like they always have some really interesting idea. Like if you just eat like cavemen ate, you know, like that's how our bodies were designed to eat. And that's going to be the thing that changes your, your diet. Right. And that, I mean, that may be a really good idea with some valid points, but it's really, it can be really hard to eat just like a caveman did, <laughs> right? <laughs> right, right? And how do you deal with those challenges? Like, In the modern era, yeah. yeah. And I, I think that's why a lot of, I mean, diets are notorious for this, but a lot of self-help um, doesn't tend to last because we we make pr- initial progress with the through the kind of burst of motivation of a, a really good idea. But then when we inevitably hit challenges, we, that book with the interesting idea kind of stops being super useful and we kind of think well i guess this wasn't right for me Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, whereas i think a good therapist can help you work through that difficult long difficult middle section of making progress and it it tends to be more directive you know so i mean if if i've got a a problem i want to address um and i wind up at the self-help section of Barnes and Noble, I might find one or two things that may have something to do with what I'm experiencing. I might talk to some friends. I might, um, reach out to other experts in my church or in my, um, religious belief system or whatever that is. Right. And they might have some insight into how to correct my problem or maybe not. Um, I think therapy is is probably going to be a pretty useful first approach that will probably have something to lend you specifically probably right away. In other words, if, if I'm experiencing depression, I might find a good book about that that pertains to me. Um, I, I could talk to a friend that, that ex- has experienced that and find out what they did. And it might I might actually glean some good points from that conversation. I might go to my priest and ask him what he thinks that I should do, and and I might get something there. But if I go to a psychologist about or a therapist about depression, presumably they're going to know some really good specifics on how to treat that. Yeah. Does that make sense? So yeah, so, so both are capable of really good solutions and helping right. you, but your odds of success are higher initially with with therapy, maybe with the right therapy and right therapist. Yeah, I think that's probably true. That you might get a, the process might not take as long. Right. Just quicker. Potentially. Yeah. Yeah. More efficient. Yeah. What about therapeutic failure though? 
What about it? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, we're kind of talking about self-help as, as if it's kind of hit or miss, but therapy can sometimes be hit or miss too. Super hit or miss. What, what kind of things make it hit or miss? Um, well, I mean, one thing that comes to mind is that you've got a, just a mismatch between your struggle and the expertise or competence of your therapist. Okay. So, if, I mean, if you're struggling with depression and you have a therapist who primarily treats or knows about anxiety but not depression, that might not be any better than a good self-help book on depression. Okay. You know, so yep. I, I think that's definitely one big one. Um, so matching your uh, needs with the therapist's experience. Yeah, totally. Um, I think kind of personal fit, like personality, chemistry, do you, do you like each other? <laughs> like if you really don't like your therapist, it doesn't matter how good the fit is. It's probably not going to work out in the long run if for some reason you just really don't get along right you're, you're probably not going to attend sessions as often mm -hmm. or, yeah i can see that yeah um so those are those are two that come to mind how, how about for you you have any um i think <laughs> i think people kind of uh circle problems and you might identify a problem and and notice it and take some pretty wide take a wide orbit around it for a while and then kind of narrow in a little bit in your orbit and get closer and closer. Um, and I think some people come to therapy when they're still kind of at an outer orbit <laughs> path. When you say outer orbit, do you mean that they don't <laughs> understand their problem or they're not quite, or they're not motivated yet to really work on it? Or? I, either or. It, okay. it, it could be that they're kind of noticing that there's a problem. Um, that ah, maybe this is an issue for me, right? But they're not quite ready to change it, maybe. Um, but because they kind of know there's some kind of problem, maybe they go to their therapist or start therapy, and because they're not quite willing or ready to change it, maybe, right away, um, therapy doesn't really take right away. Um, does that make sense? Yeah. Well, it gets back to that. The um, One of the things self-help and therapy both have in common is the self part. Like, <laughs> right. your, your investment in it right. is essential. Yeah. I mean, it's not uncommon for, for me to have a, a client that um, has been to therapy before maybe and at some course during therapy says, I don't think I was really ready, you know, the first time I, I went to therapy. I think um, I knew there was a problem, but I didn't. I wasn't really ready to actually do the work or to change or, or I didn't understand it, all, the problem all that well and see, you know, the, the significant impact it was having in my life, but I knew there was a problem. Yeah. Yeah. So th this is a good point that, um, we're suggesting that generally there are some advantages to therapy over self-help, but it's not at all a given. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I've done some research and, and actually written, um, book chapters about, um, kind of a, a stepwise approach to handling different problems. So, um, you know, if the, if you think the problem's fairly minor, maybe a book is the thing for you, you know, maybe that'll do it. Um, if it doesn't solve the problem, then kind of fall forward to a more, um, intensive type of self-help. And then ultimately, you know, if you need therapy or whatever it is, then, then you take advantage of that. But it, it could be that there are instances where self-help kind of a, a self-guided self-help process is effective more than good. Yeah. So you, you suggested one way to know if that's the case is that if it's, if it seems like a, you know, 
it's there, but it's a relatively minor concern. What would some other indicators be that um, you should either that you should start with self help first before hmm. going to therapy, rather than than it just being a minor minor problem? Yeah, other than the intensity of the problem. You know, I, I I look at this like I look at almost a medical issue, right? If you, if you've got a bone sticking out of your skin, like <laughs> it's probably a pretty good idea to get to a doctor. If you've got some irritation or some minor pain, um, then then maybe start by just investigating on your own. Um, so the the intensity seems to be the the most obvious target. Um, well, I, I might add that if it's, even if it's pretty low in intensity, if it's something that's been around for a long time or, mm-hmm. or keeps coming back. The duration. Of yeah. The problem. Like mm-hmm. that might be uh, an indicator that, um, to, to go for therapy. I, I would also say what's the, even if your experience of it isn't super intense. So if you, if you know that, yeah, you know, I'm not lately, I haven't really been getting along super well with, with my spouse and, you know, we, we tend to fight, um, a good amount. And it, you know, it's, it's distressing, but it doesn't, I don't know, it doesn't keep me up at night. Um, so maybe it's not super distressing for you, but if your spouse is threatening divorce because of this, and it's obviously much more distressing to them, that might be a good reason. So it, not just the experience of the problem, but the outcomes, like what are the results of the problem, mm-hmm. you know, could be a reason to consider jumping straight into therapy rather than trying self-help if it's leading to some pretty significant problems in your life even if the experience of it isn't that big for you yeah yeah the distress that it's causing you isn't all that great but maybe the impact it's having on your relationships or your work performance or a lot of people are telling you like you really need to get a handle on this or figure this out and you're like what's the big deal right Mm -hmm. (laughs) it it still may be worth and and that's something you know potentially self-help could do but therapy in particular might help you having a, a trained professional say okay, this is probably what these people are noticing and they can help you better understand what other people are noticing but you don't see. I agree. I think that's probably a good indication that therapy may be warranted at that point. Yeah. So another, it, it's one last kind of thought on the difference between therapy and, and self-help that's um, ironically that in some ways the most obvious one is that in therapy you're, you're sitting across from another person week after week. The right? guide. And you're... Well, a guy, but just more fundamentally than that, it's just another person. Mm-hmm. Like it, therapy is is self help where it's deliberately built around and intimately kind of tied into building a relationship with someone else. And I think there's some important results of that. So really, <laughs> yeah. So this is interesting, Nick. Oh, is it? Yeah, <laughs> we've had conversations about the therapeutic relationship uh-huh. and its benefits before. <laughs> Since you're changing your tune a little here. Am I? What was my tune before? I don't remember. <laughs> I'm pro-relationships. <laughs> generally, generally. <laughs> okay, so so I think, for instance, and this is a pretty obvious one, um, a therapist can keep you accountable much more than a book can or a YouTube video can. True. Right? Um so you, you may, you're kind of signing up to show up week after week and, and you kind of know if, if I'm not working actively on this thing, I'm going to have to kind of report that to my therapist and, and that's, and the investment, the, the money, yeah, right. I mean, you're paying yeah, time the, and yeah. money. Yeah. 
So that's, it seems like kind of a shallow thing, but I, I think it's actually not insignificant is that um, accountability is a big part. I think you're right. Of therapy. I mean, um, you see this in all sorts of behavior change. You know, if you're working out, having accountability is a, a, yeah. a big deal. If you're changing your diet, accountability is a big deal. If you're wanting to make change anyway, they say tell people because they'll be able to ask you about it and question you and keep you accountable. Yeah. And that's sort of the, that's the stick end of things, but there's also the carrot part of it, which is that, if you, especially if you have a good relationship with your therapist, um, it can be really motivating. It, it can be extra motivating to have someone there who is your, they're your guide and they're your, they're your critic sometimes, but they can also sort of be your, your fan and your cheerleader, right? They can really reinforce the hard work that you're doing and give you encouragement. I think that's, uh, I think that's good. I, I, I try to, I, I definitely tell my clients, I, I become your biggest fan, basically. Not so much a cheerleader, um, but definitely a fan. Because a fan's going to look for, like, where are the problems? And let's make sure they're... I'm, I'm sorry. I'm imagining you in a cheerleading outfit. <laughs> I know. Well, it's not the first time you've done that, so... <laughs> okay, so uh, you're their biggest fan, not cheerleader. Fan. Yeah, I think fan is a good... Well, yeah. Yeah, that's what I would call it. Okay. Um, yeah, so those... Um, those are my thoughts. You got anything else on the, this I mean, kind of I would just say between? overall, I think, you know, the distinction between self-help and therapy, you know, I, I guess it's a semantical one maybe at some, some points, but I think, I think a lot of people have benefited from the self-help kind of path in general. And, and a lot of people have benefited from therapy as well. Um, so keeping an open mind about both, I think is a good, good, good idea. Yeah. I'm on board with that. Yeah. Cool. Sounds good. <laughs>